0: Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we are continuing our journey through the Old Testament and we are talking about prophecies of a savior. There's lots of dense material to get through, so I won't spend too much time talking about it. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill.
1: I'm Haley Kesterson. I'm Melanie Morgan.
0: So join us as we go deeper. I've got my cup of coffee here, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to talk about prophecies of a Savior.
2: Yeah, prophets. Whoop, whoop. Um, We're starting off the first readings of prophets. We've got them this week and next week. Mm -hmm. What do y'all know about prophets? What what does life and culture tell us about prophets?
1: (laughs) Every time I think about a prophet, I just think about a fortune teller. Is what I picture in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think
0: that's a common uh, image and picture that, that many of us probably have in our mind. Uh, somebody that's my age might think of Zoltar, <laughs> the, the fortune teller from the movie Big.
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: so I, are, are you familiar with that one
2: i don't okay
1: know. so
0: that, that's okay
1: um <laughs> add that to your homework yeah. i'll add it to the
2: yeah. list yes bible study and zoltar that's right yes um <laughs> so yeah. big
0: with tom hanks mm, excellent watch
2: well i think that that's a, a common thought and mm-hmm. for good reason we know that prophets at least in culture, are most are thought of as these crystal ball, read the cards. Maybe they can talk to the spirits or see the future, and they're maybe a little wacky. And I think the prophets of the Bible were a little wacky mm-hmm. as well. Um, a few of the crazy stunts from the prophets that are just fun to talk about. Isaiah ran around naked for three years because God called him mm-hmm. to.
0: That's not awkward at all.
2: Right. I hope that God never calls any of our leaders to do that. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but it was all part of his story and a symbol of how you know the, the capital and God's people would mm-hmm. be overcome. Um, Ezekiel made like a Lego play set in the middle of town and he would set up and show how the kingdom was going to be destroyed <clears throat> That's like my guy every right day. There. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Jeremiah today. He wore this, um, yoke, like the thing that goes around cattle Mm -hmm. and he was supposed to go wear this in front of the King. And, um, I I don't even really know what the purpose of that was. There's some good godly purpose, Mm -hmm. but they all had these big kind of callings and they all seemed a little wacky and crazy. Um, but they weren't all crazy because we're going to see that their writings, Mm -hmm. Vital to the scriptures. Well, you can't skip over them.
0: Yeah. And, and something that I think we maybe don't often think about was, and you've mentioned this before uh, and in other conversations we've had that when you're talking about this time period uh, that we, we had the nation of Israel and there were three political offices that were held by humans in the nation of Israel and many other nations at that time, you had prophet, priest, and King. And so in the theocracy of Israel, the nation of Israel, you had the political office of prophet and that was the mouthpiece for God. So that's, that's the person that God anointed, God chose to speak to the people, speak to the King specifically for him.
2: Right, absolutely. And they were sometimes, I mean, their words were sometimes harsh. And oh, they, yeah. they used language that it was very revelation like, mm-hmm. like talking about the end of the world and things like that. Um, what they prophesied about was obviously Jesus and the coming king, but also the fall of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And if you were someone in that time, then the fall of your country that would be like the end of the world, and oh, they absolutely. use language like that. And so people kind of avoid it, because sometimes it talks like everything will be shot up in fire, and just and they don't know what that <laughs> means, and they're like, this is weird, and, and so we kind of skip over it. But we just have to realize, you know, it's okay if we don't understand everything the first go-around in mm-hmm. reading, um, because it is. We don't understand everything that they're saying. It's a little wonky, but— with
1: practice, we we get better. That's,
0: that's an appropriate word, wonky.
1: Yes, <laughs> it yes. Because really like when I read the scriptures for this week, I had to text Haley, and I was like, "What did we do?" Because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, and and I showed y'all earlier. I've got my iPad here that's got you know the the Bible app, like the the U Bible app, and I've got my Olive Tree Bible that's got the the Strong's. Uh, references, mm-hmm. so like I can look and, and tap on a word and see, okay, what was this in the original Hebrew, and it just kind of helps, you know, mm-hmm. tie in and help me understand a little better. Okay, so when I see this, like I had to look up the word sheev or something in one of the passages mm-hmm. for today, or is it maybe for next week. I don't remember as I was reading. But just being able to understand the language right. is so important.
2: It is. And,
0: and also, if you have a good paper Bible, like mine is sitting right back here on the table behind us, uh, one thing that's also really helpful, if you're going through this on your first time through, figure out the time frame.
2: Mm. Absolutely. You know,
0: there are some really great resources out there. Uh, the Bible Project being one. I know you've got some content from them. Uh, and if you really want to dive deep into the Scriptures, you know, check out their podcast, the, the Bible Project podcast, mm-hmm. because
2: yeah,
0: it's it's like drinking from a fire hose.
2: It is <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and there's that's such a good point. I think it's good that we talk about that. Just some mm-hmm. practical things to understand this better and you don't have to be a bible scholar you don't have to spend hours a day reading but if you don't have an esv study bible you need to get one of those Mm -hmm. right because it's just got this commentary that you can read at the bottom and it just helps make it applicable to your life Mm -hmm. so get a good study bible you can read all of the cross references right so when we're going through the prophets especially it'll give you the words of the prophet and then to the side everywhere else where that type of language is mentioned where jesus speaks those words and you can see how it's all one big story and just again you don't have to go and spend an hour reading all of them but just pop and read a few and your eyes are really opened, oh, mm-hmm. this is what this prophet means. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bible Project, watch the video, yeah. get a good study Bible. If you don't know what a word means, take the minute to just look it up. Yeah. Go Google Hebrew Dictionary, and mm-hmm. you're, you will be amazed at just how your Bible study goes to a deeper level.
0: Yeah. And just understanding, because really and truly, English is... The terrible language. I know I'm (laughs) offending a lot of people out there. It's awful for depth. You know, English is a very wide language, but it is very shallow. Right. Uh, But you have uh, the Hebrew language, which is very small. The vocabulary in Hebrew is very small, but the depth of meaning that you can get, and even in the Greek. Right. Uh, When Mm -hmm. you go, the depth that there is, you know, like for instance, we've got one word love, you know, and the Greeks have five. Right. You know, so being able to understand some of the language will help you understand what these original authors were saying as they were writing them.
2: Right. And,
0: and like I said before, understanding the time period, because that has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. And uh, if, if you want to, if you want to, enlargen your is that or not the right word
2: it's okay we'll <laughs> if go you with want it. to
0: make your bible be. literacy toolkit bigger i would suggest either getting the book epic of eden by mm-hmm. sandy richter or if you can find a bible somebody doing the bible study for it it will help you get your old testament closet in order that's the, the language that sandy richter uses Right. Because she'll she'll give you the time frame and everything. And so you start to understand where some of these prophets were when they
1: were talking. That helped me so much. Yeah. And I go back and reference that book all the time. Yeah. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, that's—and I think I have some practical examples of that whenever Mm -hmm. we go into later. Because, again, you can just Google Hebrew word this, Mm -hmm. and and it really comes up. But, um, okay, so let's— do just a couple more mm-hmm. big picture things of what prophecy is. So as you go in and you're reading the passages this week, don't just think about, oh, what are they telling about the future? That's not all prophets did. Right. They had a few big jobs. One, telling what was to come, and we see that a lot in the telling or writing about Jesus. And they also were called to seek out or, excuse me, call out wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. So they would speak to nation's leaders and say, you're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. You need to repent. Um, so looking for what what we're doing wrong in our lives based on what the prophet's saying, you can kind of reflect on that area call to repentance, and then speaking of the day of the Lord. So those are some of the big jobs that prophets had, Mm -hmm. if we can think about that. Um, We can think about their role, that this was, again, their ordained calling. Mm -hmm. Um, We think about books of Hosea and a few others, that their whole life was the story of Jesus, and they had to live that life And we read it today to learn about who Jesus was. Hosea Mm -hmm. was called to be married to an unfaithful wife. And that was what he had to do his whole life. But the purpose of that was so that we could read about it and Mm -hmm. know what the love of Jesus looks like. Mm -hmm. So the prophets are really important. And they're hard to understand sometimes, but we don't want to skip over them. Here's an interesting fact I learned this week. 12 minor prophets, three mm. major prophets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, scholars say that those are mirrored after the three patriarchs, like three major prophets, three patriarchs, mm. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then the 12 sons of Israel for the 12 minor prophets. Oh. I, I never knew that. Knew that. Interesting. Um, so that's a little set up. Is there anything else like overview of prophets or what we need to be looking for when we read that this week? I don't
0: think so. I mean, we we start this week our, our re- readings specifically in the book of Genesis, uh, which I don't know about y'all. I mean, that one was like, okay, it's the preface mm-hmm. to to the rest of what we are reading. So it's Abraham leaving everything, great, hooray, go <laughs> <Right>. Abraham. <laughs> and and then after after that, we're reading you know Jeremiah, Micah, Zechariah, and. There's some really powerful language in in those books. Y'all take it. Go (laughs) say something.
2: Um, Well, yeah. So let's... I guess we're we're reflecting on that powerful language and I guess really
1: where to start.
2: Um, Do you want to talk about Jeremiah? Yes. Because
1: that's the one that, A, I kind of understood the best. Mm -hmm. Right. um, We have to
2: gravitate to what we know.
1: Sure. Yes. And... The like the very beginning of Jeremiah when he talks about the shepherds. Mm-hmm. For some reason, every time I read through all the scriptures, like that just kept standing out to me. He's talking about like you suck as shepherds. Mm-hmm. Now we gotta fix it. Yeah. And talk and he talks about how that's gonna happen and like you were talking about the prophecy prophets call people out on what they're doing wrong. I learned that today. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's what he was doing." Absolutely <laughs> that. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so I kept thinking about the shepherds, and I kept thinking about in John when Jesus mm-hmm. says, "I am the good shepherd." Yeah. Oh, and um, I know y'all just did the Psalms.
0: Yes, we did. Study. Uh-huh.
1: So I watched that video mm-hmm. with this too. Isn't it
0: fantastic? It was
1: so good. Um, we'll
0: plug that at the end.
1: Yes. <laughs> So, when I was thinking about when he says, I am the good shepherd, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. So like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and but, it's, it's funny you say that. I don't know if you're using the Bible app at, at all. Uh, but in, if you're, yeah, you're, you know, analog, which is great. <laughs> That's probably a more <laughs> responsible way to read scripture. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I mean, uh, but in if you're using the Uversion Bible app to follow along and and keep track of your progress as we read through these, uh, you'll notice on, this is day 22, uh, and it's the second day of this week of our reading in Jeremiah, it actually tells you to go read John 10, 1 through 18, Mm -hmm. which is the good shepherd. And so I, I find it interesting that you were led to that passage the same way, probably without any prompting from some kind of guide. Uh, so see, that's so you're good. You're smarter than the guide.
2: Well, but that's <laughs> such a Hard good example. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good example of how we, when we read this and we mm-hmm. just, I tell this to the youth all the time, you just got to practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like it practice makes perfect. And when you read this and the more you read it, you read that and your mind went to another place in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how God set this book up to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So be looking for that. When you see something you recognize, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm really smart. I've read that somewhere else and yeah. start to make those connections. Mm-hmm. So make more of that connection. Keep yeah. going with that. That's good.
0: Well, and, and Jesus quoted and, and mentioned the prophets a lot mm-hmm. in his Absolutely. ministry. So it's not surprising that we would be more familiar with the words of Jesus And as we're reading through these, we're we're like, hey, I've seen that before.
1: Right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It it makes total sense to me.
1: Yeah. And then, like, Sandy talks about this in the video. Mm -hmm. Just the, like, the culture of the time, we see shepherds mentioned throughout Scripture. Mm -hmm. It's something that the people are so familiar with. They know who the shepherds are. Mm -hmm. They know what the shepherds do or they know what the shepherds are supposed to do. Right. And it's a metaphor to them that would be so powerful.
0: Right, right. And What's, to
1: us, sometimes I feel like, I know I kind of overlooked that a little uh-huh. bit. Right.
0: Well, we think we, we know what a shepherd was. Oh, nice, quiet David mm. sitting in the field and everything. And it's really not that mm. at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, Yeah.
2: Well, let's, so this shepherd that's mentioned, or the shepherds that are mentioned in Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 23, that's where we're kind of focusing on our reading today. Um, Those weren't good shepherds. No. Right? So tell us about that.
0: I would liken that, like I immediately thought, you know, woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep in my pasture. Just right there at the very beginning of this passage we read today, I'm thinking, all right, go to the New Testament and you think mm-hmm. of, you know, the the false teachers and all that stuff and the harsh words that are said about, you know, people who are false teachers. I mm-hmm. mean, the book of James in our previous uh, season, if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to, it was a really short podcast season, I think season three, go back and listen, watch to some of that. Uh, And you see a lot of the same similar language where, you know, we've got false teachers in the New Testament who are destroying the flock. Right. And it's not a new concept. This is something that was happening hundreds of years before Jesus.
2: Um, So I think it's cool to talk about, when you read this, Jeremiah is calling out how the shepherds are doing wrong, essentially. Mm -hmm. And um, let's just talk about this. Think about this as you're reading. There's themes as far as what kings and leaders did wrong in these days. Mm -hmm. And they're the same things we do wrong today, but we don't sit down and think about it. So um, I tell this to the youth group as well and to a lot of students. When you're reading something you don't understand, and it's either about a prophet, priest, or king, Mm -hmm. picture yourself in the role of whatever that is that you're reading or trying to understand. So a prophet, priest, or a king, which, by the way, God has called all of us to mm-hmm. also be prophet, priest, or kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe sometimes we're a little bit of both, um, but or a little bit of all three. But a lot of the things that the kings were called out for doing wrong, or religious leaders, shepherds, whomever, um, was there was kind of three main rules, and they're interesting to talk about you're not supposed to gain a lot of money, Mm -hmm. a lot of wealth. That was a rule for kings. You're not supposed to have a lot of horses, okay? Which is just like a big military power, essentially. Uh And um, not many wives, Mm -hmm. right? So marry one wife. So we don't marry for political alliances or to Mm -hmm. gain things. Um, So in your life, God might not want you to have a ton of money because maybe it turns you into a horrible person. Not always, but think about that. We don't gain a lot of wealth. We don't put our trust in military power and we shouldn't have friendships just because we can get things from them. Yeah. Um, so those are interesting things that um, the shepherds were doing wrong and that's mm-hmm. what Jeremiah's calling them out for. Uh, another thing that they were not doing correct is practicing social justice and taking care of the poor and the orphaned and the Mm -hmm. widowed In the old Testament. And especially in the prophecies, God uses that as like a test to see how his people are doing. If the poor are doing well, God's people are often doing well. They're doing what they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing. I think about how are we taking care? Like, do we take care of the poor? Like we, like God sometimes tests us our country, our nation—of how we, well, we take care of those, the orphan, the widow, mm-hmm. the outcast. Are we like, are you doing your role to that's, take care of the poor?
0: That's a whole nother mm. podcast. I
2: know. <laughs> so, but that's that's part of what yeah. these shepherds uh-huh. were doing wrong. They weren't yeah. keeping their eye out for mm-hmm. the body of Christ and all the sheep.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and the reality is, if if you go back and you really study the Old Testament history there were not very many good kings outside of David. There were some that they almost got it. Almost. and It's like they wanted to, but then yeah. it, it was just, nah, I'm yeah. gonna go off and do my own thing. Right.
1: One of the things that she said in that uh, Psalms study was talking mm-hmm. about David and said that he was fit to be a ruler because he was fit as a shepherd. Yeah. And all the things you're talking about with all the things they're doing wrong in the video, you probably remember better than me. She Maybe. talks about um, a colleague that was interviewing shepherds mm-hmm. and asking them, like, what makes a good shepherd and what does a shepherd do and all these things. And, like, the the big things were life in the wilderness is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, shepherds are midwives. Um, there's no curriculum to it. There's no, like... <laughs> you've learned everything. She, they talked about it as like a long apprenticeship, which anyone who like farms or raises animals knows that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, sheep are unable to defend themselves. When you talked about the poor, yeah. that's made me think of that. Um, and a shepherd has to have strength and gentleness, talking about kings and leaders, and sheep need protection. But the one that really got me was when he talked about water is essential. Yeah. And you know, they would move to be with water. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me And there you go. Making connections. uh, Making another connection all the way in Revelation. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, I went there. You're
0: jumping way forward.
1: I did, I did. So in chapter seven, not six, mm-hmm. never again will they hunger, never again mm-hmm. will they thirst. The sun will not be down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water. And God yeah. will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Ooh. Yeah. And, and then, that living water mm-hmm. being essential, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yes. That's All the fantastic. Things. But that's so
2: good, and that's exactly what we we just said this. But that's what we're supposed to meditate on and think mm-hmm. about. I mean, this is ancient Jewish meditation literature, mm-hmm. yeah. and when you read on it, it's a lifetime of reading and thinking, and reading and thinking, and not understanding and making a connection. The next year you read it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's so good, and and another example and jeremiah 23 it was that it was shepherds i was gonna talk about okay Uh i i just wanted that's a great um transition into the another big theme that's talked about here because it says woe are the shepherds they're not taking care of my sheep they're not um taking care of the poor they you know my people are scattered Mm -hmm. but then in verse three we're gonna see hope so we always see that with the prophets. Mm-hmm. Even though there's something bad that or wrong that they're calling out, there's going to be hope. Twenty-three, Chapter 23, verse 3. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to the fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. Where does that come from? Be fruitful and multiply. Genesis. Oh, where have we heard that in before? The beginning. That's right. In the beginning. And we will go back and talk about that, but I want to keep reading. Um, and then I will set shepherds who will care for them. They will fear no more. And then we see, behold, the days are coming. This is a common theme um, where I will rise up from David a righteous branch
0: mm-hmm. I wonder who that could be referring to what
2: mm. what is a? it's
0: Jesus it's Jesus.
2: You, that, that's like the youth what are we talking about today Jesus well yes but like <laughs> yeah um so yes My answer a, for everything right but it is I mean that they're always right so I can't um you know say anything about that but uh, okay so what uh, I will rise up a righteous branch what does that mean what is a branch what where else have we heard that
0: well, it's the vine, it's the, mm-hmm. the root of Jesse's, that whole thing. Okay,
2: and yes, so the, the first thing— I'm real accurate
0: with my scripture
2: yes. remembering here. Very <laughs> the, specific. <laughs> the first thing that comes to me is the, um, I'm the vine and you are the branches, mm-hmm. or like we're supposed to abide in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, me This know. branch and—, and Trees, and Sorry, there's always a tree. There's a, a tree of life, a knowledge of good and evil. There's always a tree on a high place. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about the, the ram in the story of sacrificing um, Isaac, the ram was caught in a tree, and we see this theme of the Lord providing through those mm-hmm. branches and trees. Anyway, so it's all over, and that's what we're supposed to think about. Um, but... The really, one of the really interesting things, and this is what we're talking about. The Hebrew language has Mm -hmm. so much more depth. And Mm -hmm. this is, again, just an interesting fact for you um, to take your Bible knowledge further. Some part of this branch language, we're going to see it all over, that the Lord will rise up a branch, someone who's holy, someone who's going to provide, who Mm -hmm. when they come in, in to rule and reign, there will be fruit, from that branch. They're going to be people that image Him that are fruit, that are the hands and feet of Him. And in the book of Matthew, um, in Matthew chapter 2, we see that He's talking about Jesus that is to come. And Chapter two, verse twenty-three. It says he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, and mm-hmm. then he repeats so that what was supposed that what was spoken there would be someone from this town called Nazareth, Nazareth. So that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That he would be called a Nazarene. Okay, so when you're reading that, you might question about why he mentions that twice. He will be called a Nazareth. He would be called a Nazarene. In the Greek, Matthew uses a combination of the word Nazarene, it's like Nazarezos or something, Mm -hmm. and Nezer. Okay, Nezer is the Greek word for branch Mm -hmm. or stick. Okay. And so what Matthew is saying is that this is the branch. He, Jesus is the stick. He's the branch that the Old Testament was talking about. Mm-hmm. But what's even cooler is that he <laughs> says he will be called a Nazarene, a stick Nazarite, a, mm-hmm. a stick Nazarene person, which is where we get the phrase, oh, he's from the sticks. I'm serious. That's where that, you know how you like, Uh oh, that, I don't know. I've heard like a hick from the sticks or, oh, he's out in the sticks. Oh, we live way out in the sticks. And and Uh is that common? Do people use that anymore? Maybe. Uh Yeah. Like in the South, at least we've heard it. He's just some nobody from nowhere from Uh the sticks. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so cool that that's Jesus. That's who we're talking about is Mm -hmm. that nobody from the sticks. Yeah. But he's. The branch yeah. um, that produces fruit. Anyway, well, so. Yeah,
0: but I mean, not even, not only that, but <clears throat> the the prophecies, you can Google prophecies about Jesus. There's, you'd get millions of responses, but I think there's over 600 mm-hmm. in the Old Testament that that are directly attributed to Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's 413, but I don't know where that number. Okay, I would that have lost on the mind. prices,
0: right? But um, that's
2: okay. But that's, I think I prophecies in general over. that came true is like way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But about Jesus, I think there's. Yeah. I don't know but, the numbers. Uh,
0: one of those prophecies is that he would basically be nothing special, like from nowhere, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not anything great that you would notice him walking down the street, just a guy, right, from nowhere.
2: Which is important I mean, because in the from time that's from the sticks, from the sticks. The sticks. Uh-huh. in the time. People were expecting, you know, this big king that was going to come and have all the power and do all the things. But if you actually read the scriptures and knew what was coming, you know, you thought about what was coming, mm-hmm. you would have known that it, it was actually not going to be this big mm-hmm. military power or person because you were supposed to be reading and meditating and thinking about what was to come. Mm-hmm. Um and I've got. I have one more point, and then I'm gonna stop. Okay. But it is. Um,
0: I have a feeling this is a good. It's be a big one.
2: Well, <clears throat> it it just had me reflecting on this, and as I always put things in the context of youth youth ministry, I think a lot of things that I don't always say. Uh, so a podcast is a good place to say it because I'm scared <laughs> to say it to parents' face. Um, <laughs> but so I told you we would come back mm-hmm. to that the Lord would gather them up and he would bring them to the land where they shall be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. And you may not know all the timeline here, which is important just to review, Mm -hmm. but Jeremiah lives through actually the fall of Jerusalem and the takeover Mm -hmm. from Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar and not all the prophets lived through that. So that's pretty unique, Mm -hmm. but um, the prophets foreshadowed, when God's people would be overtaken. Mm-hmm. But then again, when there was an even new Savior to come. But when we think about they're going to be breaking or brought back to the land, and they will be fruitful and multiply. And every time we see that phrase, we should stop and think about what that means. Mm-hmm. In Genesis, when we were created, and we were created in God's image to be fruitful and multiply. mm mm-hmm. That is one of our God-ordained purposes as humans. Mm -hmm. I hope that when we think about how we order our lives and our time, and I have parents tell me this, well, I'm not going to make them come to church. What? (laughs) Why? That's quite literally your role, is to make them do the things that make them into the image of God. And, My parents made me go to church and it wasn't easy and we fought and it wasn't always the nicest, most peaceful home, but they made me do the things that made me look like Christ. Mm -hmm. And did I rebel? Yes. And was it hard? Yes. But that is our role is to create images of Christ in our children and the people that we influence. Um, So we should ask ourselves that question. Does this activity, does this thing, does this argument Does it help my kids look like Christ? And if so, those are the things we should fight for Mm -hmm. or that are worth sticking through.
0: Yeah, we should look at the words of the prophets and Mm -hmm. use the words of the prophets to evaluate how we are raising up those who are gonna come after us. That's right. I've got kids, uh, one of them is in youth. And absolutely loves miss Haley <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Miss Haley absolutely loves him <laughs>
0: uh-huh. um, and and so just being able to participate with God in that that whole idea of making the kingdom bigger, I don't know it's pretty cool
2: it is and, and it is it is cool to think about that that's our role is to yeah to spread God's kingdom quite Mm -hmm. literally by Mm -hmm. just reproducing images Mm -hmm. of him and, um, (laughs) you know, teaching them to look like him. I I tell this, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I would let my lights go out if it meant that my kid could go to church camp. Mm -hmm. Like I would not pay my electric bill so that I had money to send my kid to church camp. Like that's how I think how important it is to put your kids in things that make them images of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's football practice or hunting season, or what do you, stop, make your kid go to camp. Yeah. <laughs> like your kid <laughs> needs to come to, to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible says and the prophets say that the God will gather them and those mm-hmm. that are following in his will will be fruitful and multiply. And the days are coming when that savior comes and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And when that Savior comes, everything else will fall away side. Yeah.
0: Well, that's your mic drop moment.
2: That's all. That's all. <laughs> just I don't got. drop
0: these mics. They're kind of expensive. Yes, I won't.
2: But that is all I got. The prophets mm-hmm. are good. Yeah. And they're sometimes difficult, but they're good. hmm You just gotta try. Sit down, read it, ask yourself these questions. Think about prophet, priest, or king. When you don't understand something. Spend a little extra time googling it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not gonna lie; this gave me a lot of a lot more confidence looking at the other scriptures after. Yeah, yes, to, to be able to understand. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, and and we've got the benefit. and I say this a lot. We've got the benefit of living in a post-resurrection reality. So we have that hindsight looking back and, you know, it was probably hard for the people who were hearing these words for the first time. What the heck do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you you even saying? I don't even know what you're saying. But now we're like, oh, yeah, well, that's what you're saying.
2: Right. (laughs) Right. We have more enlightened eyes and ears. Yeah. But we also have more distractions and things. Mm -hmm. We do have more distractions
0: like iPads and iPhones, (coughs) you know, that I read my Bible on (laughs) that Mm -hmm. has notifications that pop up. Oh, there's a text message that came up while I'm reading scripture. Oh, I have to go pay attention to this text message. No, I really don't. Mm -mm. That's why analog, like, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you analog people out there are probably one up on us digital people. (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. you don't think so? Uh, It doesn't really matter. Whichever way you're reading the scripture, whichever way you're reading this plan, just keep on going. Um, We're almost to the New Testament. We're almost there. We'll be there not this week, not next week, but the week after when we finally get to start talking about the birth of Jesus. I know you're all excited about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But look for him as you read through the prophets.
0: Yep. And ask
2: yourself, what does this teach me about mm-hmm. what I could possibly do yeah. to look more like Christ? That's right. Mm, that's good.
0: And so with all that, all of your questions that you have, because I know you've got lots of them. I want you to email us, askgoingdeeper at gmail.com because remember, we're going to be doing a live Q and a session in the coming weeks. I know. We, I I don't know, we're pre-recording a lot of these, so we may have already done a live Q&A session, but I guarantee we're gonna do at least one more. So that's me committing to this season at least two live Q&A sessions. I know I previously said just one. I'm upping the ante here. We're
1: gonna have to keep track of this. Yes, we are. Like, as this goes on, is there gonna be three? Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: I don't know, I don't know. I have yet to decide. (laughs) But, yes, yeah, send us your questions to askgoingdeeper at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and give us a review. You can find this on all of your favorite podcast platforms, YouTube, and the like. Just search for Trinity Rustin. That's where you'll find us anywhere and everywhere because we're the only Trinity Rustin out there, I promise. But I have had a great time having these conversations with y'all this morning. And so thank y'all for sitting with me at this table.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, I
0: couldn't do this by myself, so uh, it would be really boring. (laughs) 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 And really awkward.
2: Well, that's Uh, why we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. No. There you go. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I'm not familiar with that one, but I know some of high you are. High School out there Musical.
1: Your homework um, is High School Musical. High School Musical. Oh, you yeah, well, knew I see, have that to one, watch it.
0: That mm-hmm. one hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, I guess I've got homework. <laughs> Thank you all for talking. Thank you for listening out there. Join us next week as we dive into our second week of prophecies about a Savior. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time.